There's a whole new generation of comics taking over the scene, and tonight we're getting behind the scenes with the comedy youth of today. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes Canada, right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and coast to coast on the Global News Radio Network. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, giving you a new view on comedy. You nailed it, Dino! Vince Tedesco, our producer in studio, we're trying out a bunch of new slogans for our good friends at Hakeem Optical, so we'll try them all out today and see what you, the listeners, think. We have two brand new friends in studio with us tonight. Two of this whole new generation across Canada that are producing their own shows, recording their own albums, doing their own tours, taking over the scene, dismantling the system is what I what I would say. Uh, first time in the studio, we have Sean McDonald with an all new, brand new album called All In My Head. Hey, what's up? Right, through 604 Records. Yeah, you nailed it. So we're going to get into a little bit of what the material is you tackle on this album and what sort of the driving force behind this was. And we have Grace McClure in studio, producer of not just one, but two independent comedy shows here in Toronto. Hi, hello. Welcome, welcome. Yeah. So you you are the driving force behind Banged Up Comedy. I am. And Sized Up Comedy. I am. A whole enterprise. The ups. We're you, taking over. Right? So what... <laughs> How did these what made how did these titles come into play by the way banged up and signed up comedy actually completely unaffiliated so I started banged up with a co-producer of mine Olivia Collect hello uh, and then uh, I just took over a spot producing size up so it wasn't me but I didn't want to change the names. So you inherited this I show. I inherited the other up. And, and where are these venues here in Toronto that you're doing yeah, these? Yeah, uh, Emmett Ray is a Wednesday, and it's it's more of a mic, so testing new material, uh, yeah. a lot of new comics, a lot of people's first time ever doing stand-up uh, happens there, and then Banged Up is more a booked, curated, kind of local, national favorites that we put on. So you can kind of give people an opportunity to hit the stage for their first couple of times, work on some material, kind yeah. of just take that first terrifying nesty plunge into the world of comedy exactly and then you have an actual curated lineup of pro comics and headliners and stuff that you bring an audience out to yeah intentionally watch this intentionally watch <laughs> this so not just a house of horrors but uh both are fun nonetheless for you guys i did want to get into a bit on on tonight's show and of course we also have a special guest eric d'alessandro joining us a little later on in the show for you guys i mean how much does your own as quote unquote as as young comics, young upcoming comics, how does how much does your own your own age and your own worldview play into what you're actually talking about on stage right now? I mean, Sean, you just cut a whole album of all your material. How much does sort of your age and your view on things play into this stuff? I'd say like a pretty significant role. I, mean, I feel like you're on the same page as me. Like usually. Uh, there are moments where I look out into audiences, maybe a bit unrelated, and I see it's all 40 or like 50-year-old people, and I'm like, all right, some of these jokes might go over ahead. <laughs> like, I don't know how this will go. But then you get into a row moment, like if you're playing to universities or colleges, where are like, yeah. this is going to be the most fun show ever. This do you, is going to be awesome. Do, because of that, do you see a specific... Your, I mean, obviously, as a comic, you have to be able to adapt to any audience. That's the whole thing, especially here in Canada. Like, you leave the comfort of sort of the main cities and the main scenes and go out and hit the road. Do you see a specific sort of 
ideal audience for yourself or is the whole thing like yeah i'm a younger comic i have some new stuff to say but i have to be able to go i have to go play a legion hall in some small town just as much as i can play you know a comedy club that's maybe most of the audience more relates to me and yeah. is my own age yeah potentially like best case scenario i'd want to be able to attract every person yeah like not exclude anyone mm-hmm. uh so i think i'm in a way i'm kind of tailoring myself to that like, I'm trying to do a lot of much more diverse shows that I maybe usually wouldn't be a part of. So, like, I have done Legion shows, and they were actually a ton of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, Legion crowds get down with it. <laughs> they are some rowdy folks. I, I yeah. do. I think because for them, it's like, it's a night out. It's an event, Yeah, absolutely. Right? So yes. you kind of, you get that little bit of a rock star feeling when you go up on stage. It's like, this is, these people have built their entire calendar month about yeah. this <laughs> stand-up show. Yeah, I was doing a show in like Penticton, which is kind of the middle of nowhere in BC. And I remember taking a cab because it was me and another comic named Ola and we wanted to do something after the show. And we were like, all right, so like, what what's there to do in town tonight? And he's like, well, there's a comedy show going on. We're like, oh no, what worthy <laughs> outing adventure. And he's like, that's what you got. All right. And that's the one thing. It so. is funny where you get to those places where, like, that is the one event that's happening in town that night. I remember I was in some small town in Saskatchewan a few years ago on this tour, and the, we booked this. It was like a 200 seater, this venue, and there was like seven people there from North Dakota because the venue owner came up to us and she was like, uh, Turns out the whole town is at a hockey game tonight instead because <laughs> it fell on the same night. Uh, I do want to get into a bit about, yeah, what you guys are talking about on stage and how much sort of current comedy is reflecting what's going on in the world because I feel like the politics and sort of the social culture behind comedy has has changed quite a bit the last mm-hmm. few years in keeping with what's actually going on in the world and how much that's actually being reflected in stand-up because that is the job at the end of the day, right? So we're going to come back with more of the youth of today in Canadian comedy. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, my name's Aaron Berg, and you're so lucky to be listening to me on Inside Jokes on 640. I know I gave it to you months ago. bar closes and you feel like falling down I'll carry you home Oh yeah, welcome back Canada You are tuned in to Inside Jokes right here on the Global News Radio Network brought to you of course by our good friends at Hakeem Optical helping you see inside the comedy mind I like that one. I like that. We're testing out some new slogans for our sponsors <laughs> here. Some are good. Some are not. We'll find out. We'll find out what makes the cut into the new year. Uh, we have two brand new friends of the show joining us in studio. We have Sean McDonald. Hello. You can talk. You know, you're on the Hey, radio. how's it going? <laughs> brand new album out now on 604 Records. And of course, we have Grace McClure in studio producing not one, but two independent shows here in Toronto. Two. And I do want to get into a little bit, too, of what sort of similarities we have between the stand-up scene here in Toronto and, of course, what's going on in Vancouver right now, Sean McDonald, because I feel like there's a bit of a stand-up scene that's completely blowing up lately out in Vancouver. I mean, there's a lot of comics releasing albums through 604 Records. There seem, it seems to be a stand-up hotbed out in Vancouver yeah, right now. Yeah, I'd say that. I think comedy here often in 604, it feels like has really opened the doors to a lot of opportunities for West Coast comedians. 
and that's been huge for the entire scene. And, and what is it, do you think, about Vancouver that's churning out so much stand-up? It almost reminds me of the New York scene, where it's sort of like a pure stand-up hotbed that's happening out there, and audiences are obviously responding. Audiences are coming out and watching this stuff, because Toronto is more... Yes, it's a big stand-up city, and this is, of course, our main hub, but we Toronto's sort of Canada's LA, if we do have such a thing. I mean, everybody sort of flocks here. You're doing stand-up, you're doing sketch, you're doing improv, you're trying to do TV stuff. Mm-hmm. Vancouver seems to have this sort of pure stand-up throwback element happening to it right now. Yeah, I guess so. It seems that um, it's really cool to be here in Toronto. Grace, you probably talk better on this than me, but it seems there's so many opportunities with like television and whatnot. Uh, It feels like in Vancouver, if you're a comedian, that's like all you do. Maybe there's a couple comedian actors, but besides that, like if you're doing stand-up, you're only really doing stand-up. But I've seen that pretty commonly with a lot of Toronto comics too. Like there is a grind here and a hustle that's really admirable. I think that a lot of people do have a lot going on. So it's not just doing stand-up. It's like they're also maybe trying to produce their own show or doing something on YouTube or making balloon animals at children's birthday parties. <laughs> We're not sure what they're doing, but everyone is definitely hustling. So yeah, you absolutely. can feel that. And you almost have to because I almost feel like, you know, the comics that we grew up watching in Canada, all those sort of, you know, headliners that we would watch on like the galas and just for laughs and stuff, yeah. that sort of generation of comics – in a way, doesn't really exist anymore. Those sort of those days of just being a club comic and just being a road dog and just you carve out a living doing that. It was always struggling to get by, of course. But I feel like that is sort of over now in a way. Like if you're a stand-up, you also have to be spinning ten other plates at the same time. You have to be creating online content. You have to be recording an album. You have to be launching your own shows. You have to be maybe putting putting on your own tour because there's nobody waiting there to give that to you, right? Totally. I think it's really entrepreneurial now. So like you said, putting on your own tour where it's like, maybe I'm going to go to the East Coast of Canada and do a PEI New Brunswick tour. It's something I I know a lot of comic friends are doing things like that, where I don't know if that was a self-produced tour was something that a lot of people were thinking of or would have been possible kind of without the internet and Facebook and social media and doing your own self-promo. Yeah, you kind of have to be your own hype machine in a way. Yeah, And and you can sort of do it more easily in a way now because, I mean, the reality of, of it in Canada is there's very few comics that are, you know, household names in this country. But now with being able to create your own content and market yourself, you can go to these faraway places and go, I've done XYZ credits, I've been on this show, I've been on this podcast, blah, blah, blah. And you can just go and book your own theater and bring a crowd in that way and just kind of build it yourself yeah Yeah. totally and i think it's um a lot of people are very open the community is strong so they're willing to pass on the playbook so friends that maybe went last summer like here's my east coast playbook contact all these people they're great they'll hook you up you'll get a hotel room couple drink tickets like party on so yeah. yeah it's pretty great it also seems with like the rise of social media and all of the comedians now you don't necessarily need to rely on clubs or that traditional route where like a lot of people like in Vancouver also just start up their own shows. They're like, no, I can do my own show once a week or twice a week, bring in my own audience. Totally. It's really hitting a new demographic. It really is. And I think there's an audience that's coming out specifically because of that. Because in stand-up in Canada, it was always sort of the traditional, you know, there were a handful of sort of gatekeepers and you'd go through the main channels, you'd do the handful of clubs or the handful of festivals and just hope that you sort of could fight your way through that pack. Whereas now people are just sort of going around that entirely, it seems like. Yeah. 
and being able to make a living off of that. Imagine such a thing. <laughs> getting, being, Maybe one day. Getting paid to do comedy. What a novel idea. People going out and watching comedy and you earn money to do that. Uh, I want to find out more about what your album's all about and what these shows are all about and what comics right now are talking about on stage. Because a lot of people go, you know, back in the day, Carlin and Pryor and blah, blah, those, their job was to just social commentary, to just tear down the walls of what was happening. I feel like comedy has changed a lot in the last few years based on, obviously, the culture and the society happening around us. And I think maybe it's the responsibility of comics now to just shine a light on that stuff and to talk about what's going on now. I think the job is very much the same in a way. It's just a new generation of comics talking about what's happening now. And a lot of people go, yeah, nobody does that anymore. But I think that's completely untrue. But I want to see what you guys think about that. We'll be back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, I'm Adam Grow, the Cash Cap Guy, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Welcome back, Canada. You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on the Global News Radio 640. <laughs> And, of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide and beyond on the Global News Radio Network, we, of course, have Sean McDonald and Grace McClure in studio with us. The new generation of Canadian... You guys are it. I love it. The next gen. It's just you two. You're the next gen. Just us two. Me and Grace. Those are the only two. (laughs) And we were getting into, before the break, talking about how comics are, you know, you're recording your own albums, you're building your own shows, you're doing your own tours. There's almost this element of you don't have to wait for somebody to offer you those things anymore. Mm -hmm. You just sort of, a lot of comics now are just taking their own careers and their own control and finding their own audiences too. I think is something interesting that... You know, before we used to rely on sort of the CBC machine and the and the big festivals and all that stuff and bring out that same sort of select pool of audiences here in Canada. Now it seems like comics are just going out building your own stuff and there's a whole new wave of people coming out to stand-up shows in response to that. There's a lot of people, I mean, you know, Grace, you're producing two shows here yeah. in Toronto. I mean, how much do you get to talk to your audience and go, okay, how'd you find out about this? What, were you watching stand-up before? Like, Yeah, I do agree. I think there is a renaissance around stand-up. Like, I think that stand-up has kind of maybe never been cooler in the eyes yeah. of, I think that a lot of yeah. people are recognizing that, hey, maybe this is either an art form or at least something that I'm interested in. So definitely seeing people finding us or my small local shows that are take place in basements around Toronto, like from social media. So on Facebook or uh, like Now Magazine, local listings or just word of mouth. We have groups that come back to every show. So yeah. I think smaller movements are happening and people are kind of um, just doing their thing outside of the club setting, which. Yeah, kind of I think indie, indie shows, in my opinion, too. I guess as an audience member, when you go to them, they feel so much cooler. You know, like clubs are great. Clubs are awesome to perform at. They're so much fun. But there's something about taking your friend and being like, oh, this basement of this pizza place? Yeah, come here. And there's just (laughs) being a fire show going down. It's like a very cool, it's almost like, uh, it feels like one of those old outlawed bars. Yeah, like, come on yeah, in yeah. I know the secret passcode. Like a speakeasy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and it feels like you're sort of part of this underground scene that's happening in a way. I think, too, though, it's sort of a double-edged sword because now we have so much access to social media and online content to sort of produce and promote ourselves. But the flip side of that, do you think that we still have that element in stand-up of being able to say new things that nobody has quite tackled before on stage? 
Like, do you think there's still new ground for people to say something completely different and blow the doors off? Yeah, absolutely. You think stand-up still has that edge to it? I think so. Yeah, for certain. You can mm. still say new stuff. I'm sure you've seen it a bunch. Yeah, and it's yeah. a premise may be similar, but the way that somebody goes about telling the joke or their perspective can be completely different. So it's like maybe we've all talked about um, what happened to pop can tabs being donated and turning into a wheelchair uh, in the 90s. Like yeah. that's a topic where I, I made a joke about it and then I heard someone else has a similar joke and it was like two completely different thought. Like I'm like, I thought I was the only one that remembers these pop can tabs, but it's the way that he's gone about it or that the person would tell the joke is completely different. So it's... Yeah. And you know, you can't be making jokes about uh, iPhones in the 80s too. So, <laughs> you know, with new technology comes new premises. advancements it's always moving forward yeah that's uh, yeah that's that's completely true do you think it's still the job of stand-ups to pick apart the things that are happening in the world around us to sort of like we were it was always all all about sort of social commentary but i think we have like a weird dividing line now where people are still doing that but there's almost this pressure that everything has to sort of have a lesson behind it Yeah, I mean, I I do think that that's the job of anyone kind of behind a microphone. It's to comment on the things that are happening and to, um, yeah, shed a light on what they're finding interesting or that's something noteworthy to share. Um, But I also agree that things are changing so rapidly. So something that maybe would be socially appropriate or kosher two years ago, suddenly I'm like, woof, I can't believe I said that. So there is, I think, a very fast evolution of growth and kind of where you have to be in terms of making your stance on things it's totally true and i think the shelf life of a premise now is so much shorter because we live in the world of just the rapid news cycle and and trending and so something that was blowing up yesterday on twitter is completely obsolete today yeah so it's a lot harder to tackle these immediate things i mean you see a lot of comics that'll go out at the club one night and just riff on something that happened in the news today and they're doing that that night and they're just flying high on this. But by tomorrow, it's it's over and done with. I mean, before it used to be you can hone a premise and, and something that was maybe a little bit more broad in scope and then lean on that for like a decade. I think that that doesn't really exist anymore right now. No, you got to pump it out a little faster, especially if you're going to do topical stuff like that. Totally. Because by the time it hits Saturday, I'm sure SNL has covered it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, for you, Sean, I mean, when you were prepping this album, and obviously you're going out, you're hitting the rooms, you're working on this material, you're honing it nonstop. Is there a certain feeling of, okay, I've put this thing to tape now, it's out there, it lives, it's permanent. Are you still nailed to that material, or do you feel no, tired of it, it now? it is so freeing. <laughs> it's weird to say, but it's kind of nice to finally put it out and just yeah. be like, all right, from scratch. Like, yeah. It's a very nice feeling to be like, all right, I'll build up an entirely new act. Like, I haven't, I've tried not to touch any of the jokes that have been on my album since the day I recorded it. Yeah. But of course I had to like pull stuff out early or later on for like maybe a bigger show. But now that it's out in public, I'm like, I don't want to do any of those jokes anymore. Yeah. Uh, I love them for what they were, but I'm ready for something new. I remember that too, like prepping an album and you go out and you tour it around and stuff. By the end of it, you just feel like a tap dancing clown. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it doesn't feel organic or natural at all. It's like, this isn't part of me anymore. It feels like you know? the light is out of your eyes when you do certain <laughs> bits. Like you're doing the motions, but you just have yeah. this dead face. Like, and then you look like this. And it's it's brutal to continue doing it. Yeah. It is. And I think it's tricky because you there's almost this boiling point of something is completely honed and it's at that sort of perfect level where it's just done enough. But there's a very fine line between that and just completely not being into it anymore. And the audience, they can feel that. They can read that the second you start doing that on stage. Yeah, absolutely. I th- well, 
my closing bit is about going to Disneyland when I was young, and I actually wrote it two weeks before my album, like the recording date of it. Yeah. And I did that, and then probably two weeks after the album, I was like, eh, you know, that's still pretty, like, a fresh bit, and I wrote it out, and... I enjoyed it so much more than the one I put on the album. And I was like, oh, no. Why didn't I just wait? Oh, yeah. That yeah. always happens. Or you'll think of like a new tag or something. It's like it's too late now. This yeah. thing is just yeah, permanent absolutely. forever. Uh, we'll get into more of that. And also, what's sort of freeing about running your own shows and just having that you're forced into working on new material every time, every time you put on these shows. We'll come back with more of our panel right here on Inside Jokes, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Molly Earl, and uh, you're listening to Inside Jokes. So I guess that's about your liver. My liver and my, uh, God, still got my teeth, and uh, my own teeth. And we're on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh, yeah. Welcome back, Canada. You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We have a special returning guest of the show. You've joined us once before. Uh, we have yeah. Eric D'Alessandro on the line all the way from, are you out in L.A. right now? I am, yes. So here's the thing. We talked to you uh, a little while ago. We were talking about sort of the difference between stand-up and, of course, you know, all your online content that you create and bringing that audience out. And you are now coming to perform here in Toronto for your first time. Yeah, super excited. So you're going to be here at Toronto's Adelaide Hall on December 8th. And is this is this your first, because, I mean, you've been doing a lot of road gigs in the States. Is this your first time coming to Canada in general? This is my first time in Canada ever, yeah. Oh, okay, so what, have you asked other American comics what to expect? Like, what are you expecting coming and performing here in Toronto? Um, Toronto has been one of my biggest, supporters for a really long time this goes back to like the youtube days when i was just making like this little sketch show on youtube and years before i ever did stand up so i'm i I think that uh i'm just excited to meet all my fans that have that have been supporting me for a really long time i know some girls messaged me like hey i've been watching you since 2011 i got tickets my friends are so excited so i'm just super excited my favorite team growing up was the raptors and that's no joke. I remember. I remember when they when they became a team in '95, and um, my brother's a big Knicks fan, and I, I I just remember like loving their jerseys. I love Damon Stoudemire and Marcus Camby, and yeah. um, so I, I'm I'm super super excited. I know there's a big Italian um, community there, which I'm also Italian, and, and they seem to like my comedy when I talk about that stuff. I'm also a gigantic Drake fan, so I do a little Drake bit in my act. I, I'm just I'm I couldn't be more excited actually. So you want Adelaide Hall on December 8th to basically just be filled with Italian Drake fans. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ideal thing. 
And our and Raptors, yeah. of course, are we're winning some stuff now. So that's a new thing that's happened. So for you, do you get a lot of that translating? Like your online following is actually coming out to these shows, and and you're sort of we've been talking on tonight's episode about sort of building your own audience and being you know being your own hype machine with with online platforms. That's exactly what you've done. This has enabled you to book a theater here in Toronto and actually get your own audience to follow you here. Exactly, man. Yeah, it's it's this new sort of world we're living in where you just need to take advantage of what's happening now. And I think people used to scoff at a lot of things, me included, where it's like the internet is not quote-unquote real comedy because anybody can do it. But I think if you do it the right way and you also hustle on stage and you still take your bumps by performing in front of six people that don't laugh, um, over time, you, you can establish yourself as a real comedian. It's, it's definitely been working for me. It absolutely has. And I mean, you're one of the prime examples right now of people who have gone out and gone, well, I'm not going to wait around for somebody to sort of give me this audience or give me permission to come up through the traditional streams. I'm just going to build it myself and I'm just going to get my own following and sort of make my own brand in comedy, which is exactly what's bringing you here to Toronto. Yeah, for- I'm very lucky too. For our listeners, too, by the way, I mean, obviously, a lot of the people going to this show do know you, do already follow you online. For people that haven't seen you live, how much of a different animal is this seeing Eric D'Alessandro live versus, you know, watching your online stuff? Well, yeah, it's, it's my online stuff is like basically a little trailer to what I, I do. I mean, I, I don't people sometimes don't, aren't sure because I, they have seen me do so many different things like musical sketches and comedy sketches and characters. They may think it's like one big show that's like a version of that, but it's, it's very much stand-up. I, I love to incorporate as many things as I can. But, um, yeah, it, it's, I just think it's, uh, when, when you're funny, it's funny. I, I just work hard at, at making uh, the best set I can possibly uh, create. So, um, yeah, come out and, and give me a shot. I think you'd have a good time. And for you, I do want to ask, I mean, obviously in in stand-up, we all have sort of our own influences and our own trailblazers that sort of made us want to do this. For you, because being a content creator is still such a relatively new thing, was there anybody that you were looking up to when you first started doing this stuff? Not really online, no. Um, it was, I, I got stuck in this old way of thinking of trying to recreate someone's path like a Jim Carrey or someone who used stand-up to get into the movies. And, but then I, after a certain time, I look back and think, well, that was almost 30 years ago, so we can't really keep doing what people did 30 years ago. And I think myself included, a lot of other comedians, they, they still think this is ni- the 1970s and the comedy store yeah. is the only way to do it, when that's just not true. Yes, of course, if you can succeed there, forget it, you're golden. But if for everyone else who's not allowed in there yet, you have to... Hustle some other way. That's totally true. So, Eric D'Alessandro, you will be here December 8th at Toronto's Adelaide Hall. And what's the best place for people to get tickets to this show? You can go to my website. Um, I believe, me, I'm, I'm not sure, maybe Adelaide Hall's website, but just ericdelessandro.com. I have all of my dates, all of the ticket links right there. And you can click on it and buy a ticket. <laughs> there you go. They probably do have a website, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, I know that it goes to like Eventbrite or something, but I'm I'm pretty sure if you if you googled it, um, you'd you'd find it. 
There you go. Eric D'Alessandro, first time in Toronto, first time in Canada, December 8th at Toronto's Adelaide Hall. Go out and see him. And of course, if you're already a fan of watching him online, you already know. You'll already be there. Uh, But go check him out live here in Toronto. Thanks again, Eric. Of course, man. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Hi, my name is Amish Patel, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. We could flood the streets with love or light or heat, whatever. Lock the parents out, cut a rug, twist and shout. Welcome back, Canada. You are listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto, brought to you, of course, by Hakeem Optical. Comedy is in the eye of the guy holding the microphone. Not so sure about that one, Vince Tedesco. Let's see here. we got some new Hakeem Optical plugs. Hakeem Optical, laughter is the best medicine. Just make sure you're taking the right dose. Put your glasses on and read the bottle before using. Okay. <laughs> We've lost a few comics that way. Uh, thanks again to Eric Des- Eric D'Alessandro, who, of course, uh, will be here at Toronto's Adelaide Hall on December 8th. First time in Canada. First time in Toronto. We'll see. We're going to fill that theater up for him. And, of course, we have Grace McClure and Sean McDonald in studio with us. The comics of today. Albums, Ooh. indie shows. You guys are doing it all. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I do. I am curious. I mean, Grace, so you have two shows going right now in Toronto. Yeah. You're out there every week. You're booking comics that you obviously enjoy working with, that you're a fan of. But you also give a platform to new comics to come out and work on material and maybe even hit the stage for their very first time. their very first time. How many first timers have you had come out and do the show at this point, do you think? I don't know. I would say maybe every three weeks we get a first timer. Okay. Like very nervous. Yeah. You can can generally tell who's... uh, about to go for the first time. They're sitting at the bar, friends around, yes. anxious. Oh, that was the, yeah. When you first start stand-up and you hit those first few mics when your friends come to stuff. Yes, when the know. friends still care. <laughs> yeah. Remember those days? <laughs> you could have these horrible bombs, but you have like your entourage of 10 friends that follow yeah. you around. And then you do it for a while and they're like, well, we don't care anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the fake support, like, that was great. That yeah. was so great. And you're like, that was terrible. Yeah, because they all just secretly, I think, want to watch their friend that they went to college with bomb horribly right <laughs> you know yeah what are some of your favorite audience moments that you've had so far at these shows oh my god uh i don't know i guess i i, I start often who's fault who, who tripped today like who any trips and falls that people would like to announce yeah uh and that usually that usually gets the people going so usually uh we get some some good stories of um you know, just sadness, which is nice <laughs> to bring everyone together. Uh, yeah, I'd say that's a that's a good. We do the uh, the sporting wave, like you know, at the Rogers Center. Yes, yeah, like yeah. the concerts. We we uh, we bring that to our shows to really just drive the enthusiasm after we've bombed off the top um, opening the show. So that's uh, some little tricks. <laughs> I think there is that moment that we all hit in stand-up when you you know your first little while of doing it, where you'll have your first like really good, healthy face to the floor bomb and you have that moment where you realize how much you do or don't love this where you go okay do i continue on with this now i mean do you remember sean's in particularly oh my gosh yeah <laughs> holy epiphany times there's yeah there's been some uh some brutal moments and <laughs> i used to run a few shows and you'd see people hit that wall too yeah and it feels like maybe 20 percent of them come back 
Yeah. yeah. And then the rest are like, yep, yeah, I'm calling it quits. <laughs> I had one in Chilliwack, a small town outside of Vancouver, where I bombed so hard. It was horrendous. There was a bachelor <laughs> party going on. Oh, there we And go, I just yeah. tanked it. And I was like, all right, well, I sucked, but I was the first comic. So I'm like, I bet the rest of the show will suck. And then every comic after me destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like me in the corner, hood up, just arms crossed like oh god i can't look at anyone i'm so embarrassed right now and the i think the worst thing that other comics can do is when they come up to you after that and go hey great set man oh <laughs> i had a good friend no. yeah he got to come up to me and just look me in the eyes and go yikes <laughs> and then he went on and crushed so yeah yeah because we can all feel it in the room right you watch yeah. that happen, and you're like oh i'm so glad it yeah. wasn't me tonight yes <laughs> i'd rather have someone address it if it was me too just be like buddy you sucked just be like thank you totally because it is it's just it's part of the process and it's how you get that sort of scar tissue because i mean it's almost a law of averages where i remember i used to like you'd have this wave of shows where you're like Things have been really going good lately, so statistically, I'm due for, like, to fall <laughs> flat on my face anytime now. I used to keep the tickets from those shows. It was almost like it was like an AA chip or something. Be like, this, <laughs> this many shows since I had to start over, and I would, like, put the ticket from whatever show that was on my fridge and be like, that was, that was my last really bad one. That's so hilarious. let's learn from this, <laughs> you know? But I think you do, at the end of the day, you do have to do it for, for the love of it. It's not an easy thing to do, and it's... It could be tiring. And yeah, you do have those moments where things, for whatever reason, don't go well and you have to just, everything's always about your next show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Even if you get one of those big, great credits, it's like that's over as soon as you put that beside your name and in your bio. It's always about the next thing, right? It's always about that next set. Yeah. I always think of that, that saying about chefs, like you're only as good as your last meal. Yeah. I always think that whenever something goes well or terribly, it's like, well, yeah, that was horrific. And maybe next time we'll be less horrific we don't know yeah, yeah yeah it is it's always just about that next gig that next show uh we're gonna come back with more of our panel and find out what they're up to right here on inside jokes global news radio 640 toronto hey this is rodrigo fernandez stoll star of the north by northeast music festival and you're listening to inside jokes on global news radio 640 toronto now Back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Oh yeah, welcome back Canada. We're the kids in Canada. <laughs> I think we are. The youth of comedy today. Uh, of course, thanks again for Eric D'Alessandro for joining us. Catch him live here in Toronto at Adelaide Hall, December 8th. Uh, and of course, we also have Sean McDonald. You have a brand new album out now on 604 Records. Yep. Spotify, everything. All in my head. Yes. So what sort of, if you had to sum up this album and, and here's what I'm talking about, what, what sort of... What topics are you tackling on Topic, this one, I think it's all very personal uh, stories, I think, would be the best way. It's not so much a critique on society as it is a critique on my own experiences. Your own viewpoint, your own life. That's a way of putting it. That's right? a very that's a more <laughs> elegant way of saying it. I would just say they're all a bunch of very silly stories. Yeah. Yeah, mostly that. And what is the next move after you sort of, you know, you work hard on this album, you finally you release it, you do all the plugs for it and stuff, and it's like you can sort of breathe easy and go... 
okay, new material time again. Oh, yeah. And just sort of start that cycle over yeah. again. Yeah, and I guess that's the next move is just be like, all right, let's come up with more. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It just mm-hmm. starts all over again. And, of course, Grace McClure, you have two shows happening here in Toronto. I do, yeah. At all times. At all times, every every week. So, uh, yeah, uh, Banged Up Comedy is the curated, booked kind of pro show, yeah. uh, which is every other Tuesday. December 10th is our next show uh, in the basement of Tall Boys, uh, always bringing you our favorite comics, at least my favorites. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, Wednesday is Size Up Comedy, which is the newbie show. So for people that want to test new material or do things for the first time, please come. It's intimate and cute. And we do get some people listening to the show that, you know, want to go out and attempt a mic for the first time. So what would your advice be to them to going out and hitting your stage and just trying this out? Yeah, you just got to do it. It's uh, it's terrifying. Nobody likes to do new material uh, ever. So yeah. uh, you're amongst friends. And yeah, it's just a very supportive, casual, small room. So nothing too scary. Just a good, warm, friendly room to go out and get some emotional scars exactly, <laughs> from exactly. Attempting stand-up. yeah we're all crazy so right? don't worry yeah and that's it it's all part of the process thank you again to our panel thank you again to eric d'alessandro of course you can hear us every sunday right here on global news radio 640 toronto and stream us online on the global news radio network for all of our episodes season four to the beginning of time and onwards we'll be back next week with more that's our show thank you canada hi this is alicia carusi and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy RX. This week featuring Sean McDonald. How many comedians talking about smoking weed tonight? You, you never realize how strong weed is in Vancouver until you just go to any city that isn't Vancouver. <laughs> like I was in New York for a while and every day that I left my building, this guy would come up to me and every day he would try and sell me weed and I'd always ignore him until the last day. Last day he came up to me and he was like, man, I got some weed. This is the strongest shit you will ever try. Hit me up. And I was like, first of all, I don't want it. And second of all, I know you're lying to me. And he looked taken back he's just like, you don't think my weed's the best, man? You don't think I got the bomb? Where you from, dog? Where you from? And I was like, Vancouver. And he's like, I got coke. I got coke, man. I got, I got heroin. I got killer heroin. So I'm from Vancouver. We don't need any more killer heroin. It's all good, dude. Yeah. Yeah.